Hi everybody, I'm Bonnie. I'm Jason. And this is Real Life with a Couple of Therapists. So, how are you doing tonight? It's been the most horrible night of the year. Yeah, like of the whole year? <laughs> the whole year. <laughs> the whole year. <laughs> that feels like an, um, like an exaggeration, but having been through this day, I would say it's 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 pretty close if if not true so do you want to talk about that for a second since this is real life with a couple of therapists well we had a day of like life maintenance yeah so it started with getting an oil change Mm, yes and then finding out that something's wrong with the car yeah and hopefully not something that like I mean, you know, they could have told me anything, you know, like, what do I know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So the the threads on the thing of the part for the stuff is not (laughs) working right. Right, yeah. And, you know, so that happened. And then we decided um, to upgrade our cell phones and we had to add one of our kids to the plan. One of our kids on the plan, yeah. And get a new phone. And that was a three-month thing that we've tried to do, but we're not going to get into that. Right, yeah. So, That's, yeah, the reason why we we had to go in and do it in the store was because the thing we had been trying to do to add the kid has not worked for three months. Right. So, so, right, so. And then the usual thing that happens with me and technology happened again, which is that it never works. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever works for me. And right. Yeah, because the universe hates you. Any possible thing. Technology-wise. Yeah, it just goes wrong. And that, you know, we saw evidence of that today. And it took hours. I used to think you were exaggerating. Right. But I have now been with you for five years. And you do often have problems with technology. Always. Yeah. And, and, and what made it was, worse, though? Yeah, that we were in the middle of what I once heard a blogger refer to as the Halloween to hello, ha- Halloween to holidays death spiral. Right. And we are at that really tight end of the spiral. And yeah, so we had the four-year-old in the Verizon store. You know, that's never a fast thing. Um I was like, I got to get him out of here before he destroys this place. Um, granted, he, he, you know, he, he did pretty well. Like, I, he, it could have been a thousand times worse. But I could tell we were getting to the point where it was going to start getting worse. So right. my bright idea was, hey, there's a five below um, across the parking lot. I'm just going to take the kids and walk over there. And didn't think about it, the fact that this is the most, the biggest shopping day of the year. And it was packed and was taking them into, because I thought, oh, this will be great. We can find, I can have the six-year-old pick out uh, a gift for his dad and then get that all taken care of before uh, custody switch over and these kids could not think of anything but toys. Toys, 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 toys. Yep. So and it was I mean stressful. it was and it was so many people and so we and we had the idea because 
you walked over there and you took the keys. Uh, uh yeah. And I didn't think about the fact that I had the keys. So we walked over and I went to get the keys and then I had the brilliant idea of taking the youngest with me so right. that you could finish. Who screamed all the way out of the store yes. yelling so, for mommy and act seemed like he was being kidnapped. Yeah. So I get stopped by three people all making sure that this is that I'm really the dad and Did you really? Uh no. But okay. it seemed like, well, I, they stopped me with their eyes. Oh, they stopped you with their eyes. Well, you know, I will thoughts. say that it was, every, it took everything in me not to be like, I promise he's fine, that he's the dad, <laughs> the kid is fine, he's just being I, four. I was actually wanting someone to stop me at that point. You know, Because you just were just going to be like, just, actually, you know what, I'm not. I'm kidnapping him. Take him. Take him. You can take yeah. him. Take <laughs> yeah. him to the police or whatever. <laughs> right. So then we came home and my phone was a pretty smooth upgrade and activation. Took me about, you know, 45 minutes or so. Yours was like a five hour ordeal, including Googling stuff and eventually ended up just back at the Verizon store. So, yeah, it was pretty, it was a pretty challenge. And I, you know. Neither one of us had a whole lot of extra stress tolerance today. So I threw a number of tantrums and you yeah. got to really <laughs> I basically told you to go upstairs, <laughs> leave me alone so I could try I to figure this to out. My room. I, I got put in a timeout. I was like, You're stressing me out, I can't think. <laughs> like, I actually th- yeah, because part of what happened finally at the end there, you were like, Can you just go and, and let me were, handle this? And I was like, No. No. I can look for stuff, too. I can look for stuff. And I was basically like, well, then I'm not helping if you don't go away. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that's real life. But, you know, like, I really do think that one of the things that made this so challenging was that we're already primed stress-wise because of the holidays. Like, we, like our, our, um, our reserves are kind of tapped out right now. And especially, it especially gets bad that last week before Christmas. So if you're listening on a different day, we're recording this on the 16th? Is it the 16th? Yes. The 16th of February, of December. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Um, and we're, uh, Christmas Eve is a week from tomorrow. So it's, you know, we're really coming down into crunch time. So... You know, we're probably not the only podcast that's talking about this right now, but we really think it's relevant. We want to kind of look at it. We've been having some conversations um, over the last couple of uh, days about it. Um, You have lovingly pointed out the negative impacts that my stress has on you and the kids. And um, we've been having some really um actually some very effective and and very helpful conversations around that so we thought we might just kind of let you guys into some of those maybe it'll be helpful for some other folks um and yeah so that's what we're planning on doing tonight so i think the first thing that i wanted to talk about was you know we talk about holiday stress we talk about all of this stuff it you know do we have any evidence that this happens like because you know how sometimes we're like oh this thing is totally happening and then 
you know, researchers look at it and they're like, ah, actually, it's not really happening. You know, we have kind of a bias sometimes um, around things. So I know you did some cursory research into um, the uh, into holiday stress and mental illness. So what did you find? Well, my my cursory research was a, a swift Google search. Right. <laughs> Wow. So it, it wasn't it wasn't by any means in depth, and I think we wanted to talk about this in that sort of conversation way because it could have just too easily been about research. But you know, yeah. So what I kind of found, you know, on on the sort of page one Google search mm-hmm. is the stuff that we see and and that I've heard a lot, right? Um, you know, like the the big thing that I. I've heard and or read in news articles and everything is about, you know, it's from NAMI mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if it was their study or where that came from, but the, the 64% right. um, of increase in symptoms. No, that is not true. Sorry. It was 64%, 64% of people that with have a mental illness or a mental health diagnosis or mental health challenges experience an increase in will experience an increase in symptoms around this time around yeah. this time so um i definitely struggle um so i don't have like i know people who have seasonal affect disorder i don't feel like i have that um i mean i i feel like the the shorter days less sunlight affects it but I don't feel like it it's to the point of seasonal affect disorder not to mention my my depression is is really doesn't have a favorite season <laughs> it, it likes all the seasons sure. so um I think mine is tied more to stress but um I really do think um you know we we used to live more in rhythm with the seasons um than we do now you know the the at the invention of the electric light bulb i think really changed that and now when we have you know central heat and air um you know we're not having to stoke fires and stuff so you know we're we're i i really feel like i haven't done the research on this i'll admit but it makes sense to me that before the advent of the electric light, we probably slept more in the winter. Um, we conserved more energy because we didn't have access to fresh fruits and vegetables. We had, you know, we were relying on canned um, stuff from the harvest, and there was a little bit more of a slowing down. And we don't have that anymore. You know, we're going, you know, 70 miles down the interstate all year long. Right. So I feel like we're going a little bit against our our nature, um, you know, how we were designed to be. Um, so I think that is one thing that impacts it. What do you think about that? Yeah, we, and we just don't have that, that's, like you said, the rhythm. It's the, the boom and bust where, you know, around fall you had to work much harder than usual. Right. That to get ready for flow. winter. You know, yeah. because winter you could you know, with you know, technology has helped us to escape having to stay indoors and not be able to 
to do as much. Mm-hmm. So it's just a steady and what seems like consistently increasing amount mm-hmm. of responsibility um, um, all year. Yeah, so all year. so around this time, um, you know, we're we're just sort of primed, you know, to we're not able to just sleep more. Yeah, to you know, rest to, more. And then, you know, so then on top of that, you know, we can get into the stress of of everything that happens around the holidays. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I think that if you look at how less daylight also, and just what we know about anxiety Mm -hmm. that when it's dark we tend to just you know anxiety tends to be more a little more amplified right and so you know which makes total sense you know from a um you know i i feel like whether you feel like we evolved this way or we were designed this way or or whatever the people who were more we're leery of the dark right probably survived better right the people who were like and this is what i i tell clients all the time about anxiety like anxiety is a lot like pain like if i mean i've never known anybody who had a pain disorder but i you know i've seen a lot of episodes of house so i feel like i'm kind of an expert on this but um you know people who don't feel pain they get very very hurt like it's a it's a debilitating um disorder so because they can't feel when they're hurting their body, so they end up with broken bones and burns and stuff like that. So anxiety is kind of the same way. Like we would not want to live an anxiety-free life. It would be very detrimental to us. So anxiety is adaptive um, to a point. And um, that, yeah, because the people who were like, oh, everything's great. This is going to work out. We don't have to worry about anything. They got eaten by like bears and stuff. So, you know, the people who were like, this place seems really dangerous. We should probably find shelter and we should probably, you know, like stock some food up. And, you know, they were more likely to survive. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I think you're right. Like with the increase in, in darkness. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, you know, for as a therapist for me, this is, this is the busiest time of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, starting around fall mm-hmm. and, you know, one so looking at just what some of the major complaints beyond just the holiday stuff, right? Um, you look at how for anyone that's a student, mm-hmm. this is the first semester ending, so there's a lot of tests mm-hmm. and finals and that sort of thing. So there's increased stress there. Yep. Thankfully, um, I got that all done last week. So everyone's trying to hurry up to get things done before they take vacation or. Mm-hmm you know, have days off. Yep. So there's, uh, it's also the end of the year. So yep. for anything business related tax time, mm-hmm. there just tends to be a lot of a lot more demands mm-hmm. at that time. And then at the same time, we now have demands of, of family stuff. That, right. Yeah. You know, that. Jumps yeah. In. Well, speaking of like the light and the seasons and stuff, I do find it interesting that a significant number of cultures have holidays around this time of year that involve lights that involve, um, you know, we've got, of course we've got Christmas with the Christmas tree. Um, and 
you know, the the more traditional religious aspects of, uh, the, or not religious, but the more Christian aspects of, of Christmas and the star and the, and the night sky. And, um, you know, you've got Hanukkah with the eight days of lights. You've got Kwanzaa, which involves lights. So you've got Yule, you've got the Yule celebration um, in the Celtic um, community. So, like, I think there's something in us, just human-wise, that, like, like we talked about, doesn't really like the dark and wants to bring light to the dark. So, um, yeah, I don't find it a coincidence that so many of the festivities that we have right now involve um, lights which yeah. is one of the reasons why we had to restart tonight's podcast because we live right near a really significant um, lights display. <laughs> and your brother, who was bringing one of the kids home from an activity, got stuck in the traffic and couldn't figure out how to get, right. get to us. So. You know, one other thing that like I experienced when, you know, because I, I moved to North Carolina from California. Right. And... You know, in California, you know, of course, there's seasons, but they're just a little less profound. Yeah. And when I moved here, that was the first time I really experienced all plant life dying. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, bare and brown mm-hmm. trees and everything looks very dead. Yeah. Um, the weather tends for where we are in the Piedmont area, a lot more cloudy. Mm-hmm. and uh, just overall more cold. Yeah, and, and more gloomy. Yeah. It can and get pretty gloomy at times. So it just it just feels a lot more gloomy than, you know, and I think that, you know, there's a, there's a piece of that for mm-hmm. so climate, I think, can, yeah, can definitely play a role. Um, I will say that I'm very thankful that I don't have to, um, uh, you know, shovel snow in the morning. Right. Um, I, you will hear me complain about, the winters in North Carolina, but I am very aware that, um, I mean, I'm going to complain about having to scrape my windshield, but at the same time, I am very thankful not to have to shovel snow out of my driveway every day like they do up north. But, um, okay, so we've got seasonal changes. We've got a, a culture that doesn't ebb and flow with the seasons anymore. We've got increased stress just in general around the way our calendar is kind of set up. And then we have the stuff that's specific kind of to the holidays itself. So I'll start by talking about, you know, my experience as a, as a mother, especially um, as a woman in general, but especially as a mother. Um, I feel a very, very heavy weight of expectation on my shoulders as this. And that's why when the the blogger that I used to follow referred to it as the Halloween to holidays death spiral, like I felt that in my soul, like, because that's how it feels. It starts around Halloween. Um, and then by the time you get to like the week before Christmas, like you feel like you're in that really tight part of a spiral. And, um, as I've thought about it over the last couple of days, I, I'm really not sure where that comes from. I mean, I, I think I think it comes from the culture, and it definitely feels like the water you don't realize you're swimming in 
but I can't really pinpoint like, oh, they sat me down in mother school and they said, this is your responsibility, you know? Like, it, it, that wasn't part of our childbirthing classes or anything, you know? But I watched my mom do the lion's share of how the holiday work. Um, well, we're both we're both Gen Xers, and mm-hmm. you know, well, how you we were, argue that, but well, I definitely am. You're definitely yeah. We're not sure I, about you, you. You sometimes are. You feel I, I'm that zennial, right? The Star Wars generation. So the but we were talking about how just the looking at like media and. So for me, when I was, you know, I don't know, five to, let's just say five to 12, age five to 12. So this is a time when like, it was just television, you know, that was played on a schedule or broadcast on a schedule. Right. You either saw it or you didn't. Right. (laughs) And, you know, we had TV guides and, you know, you had to, you, you planned it out if there was something you want to watch. And. So the amount of Christmas stuff that came out, mm-hmm. you know, uh, usually it was like a, a week before, two weeks before. Yeah. And then any of the actual shows would have some sort of Christmas. Oh, party, yes. Know. Yes. But every every sitcom had a Christmas special. So I, it was it wasn't church that drilled this into my head. It was TV and and that sort of that art media. culture that, mm-hmm. you know, how many episodes or movies or shows that you saw where they always had this this same thing about you know it's not about gifts it's about the real meaning the, of Christmas. yeah the real yeah. meaning you know and family and love and giving and you know, all of this stuff that just drilled in our head mm-hmm. that we had to make this very special well you know it is the most wonderful time of the year right so you know the the all of that has been drilled into us and i just think there is this expectation that well everyone else is doing that you know we're supposed to do that too right well and i mean we all laugh about the the increase in the hallmark hall you know holiday movies and and how they're just it's like the formula and it's like a mad lips of like you know one woman from the city one man in flannel and but i mean we've all grown up on christmas movies you know i remember i I was just thinking as we were talking about this like you know home alone like the mom and how crazy you know that's how he got left at home was because things were so crazy and stressful and she was so busy trying to get everybody on the plane and there was so much going on that she left her kid at home (laughs) you know so i guess that is like that you know i kind of saw that as what you know, that was kind of what was modeled for me, you know. Um, you know, I watched my mom put a lot of effort in. Um, and, you know, yeah. So I do think that's a lot of where um, we get that. But, yeah, I, so I, I feel like the, a lot of us sit around and we look and we're like, okay, this doesn't look like a Christmas movie. Like, this doesn't look like the Santa Claus right. or any of those so it's the unrealistic expectation. Right. Because, I mean, even thinking about the Santa Claus, the original one, like he burns the turkey and they end up at Denny's. Denny's. 
and it is the saddest most pathetic little thing and it's just all the single dads there you know so it's like oh this is what happens when you don't have a mom to make the magic mm-hmm. you know like you end up at denny's on a christmas eve sure so yeah so i feel really responsible for doing that <coughs> excuse me um the other thing do you want to talk you know do you have any more factors about that you the feel like well with the expectations yeah the that where that comes from is pretty interesting though like that expectation that you have to everything has to go right and perfect right and we have to we have to make these memories <coughs> right the yes we have to make memories and magic and anytime I mean, I just feel like in my experience, any time in my life where I've ever thought that or believed that, I'm mo- I'm least likely to actually make good memories. Mm-hmm. You know, all the we were talking about that too, right? Yeah. The, all all the memories that I think back on, especially you know, Christmas or not, was stuff that was, you know, not intended to be the actual, you know, memorable part. Yeah. You know, and you would think after, you know, decades we'd learn that, but yet every year we're still yep, here we are again doing the, you know, trying to do this. So, um, the expectations part, and then, you know, and then the family, the, it just, we just tend to have more contact with friends and family, or we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so a lot of people push to do that, um, whether or not that's a good idea. Right, whether that's healthy for them or not. And then, you know, for a lot of people that have different experiences with that, for some people that's where a lot of conflict and, mm-hmm. and problems happen. People tend to drink more, eat more. Um, yeah, you get into an environment where you feel like you're not fully accepted. You can't be authentically yourself. Other people can't be authentically themselves. Like, yeah, it's it becomes kind of... But bring, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, a lot of times family will bring back old unresolved conflicts that just tend to come up again mm-hmm. you know uh, yeah that resentment. that happened a lot in my family growing up so right. um the uh, what i thought was really funny is we we kind of pulled the kids this today as we were going because we've been talking a lot about this so we we pulled the kids in the van which has reindeer antlers on it by the way very excited about that you know i drive through into into carpool line and it's like is it a mom van? Is it a reindeer? Nobody knows. Anyway, um, and we asked the kids, like, what, you know, what makes Christmas meaningful to you? What makes Christmas, you know, you know, what, it, what kind of, what is Christmas? And from the 16-year-old to the 4-year-old, now granted, they started echoing each other after a while, I think. But it was like, spending time with friends and family. And we're like, you spend time with friends and family all the time. Like what? Like, it's almost like they knew that was the right answer. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought was really interesting. Like they all knew that was the right answer. Right. What they're, but yeah, but I, I, you know, when we really dug in, well, actually when we really dug in, I think what we discovered was that we do more things together during the holidays. Like we, we do, kind of do more activities and things and i think they like that which just kind of told me we need to do more activities throughout the year 
I don't. I don't think it was a genuine thing at all. I, you I, don't I think th- it was? Yeah, it was just completely. That that's what they've heard. That it's they're we're conditioned to to hear that. You hear it everywhere. Yeah, that's the true meaning of Christmas. Right. It, again, it's it's just sort of forced onto us, and and that's yeah, what the, we're I supposed think, to do. I think the six year old was the only one who was honest. Who was like, my favorite part is the presents. <laughs> right. So yeah. Um. Okay, so the other thing that I want to talk to you, because we're going to circle back about all of this stuff, but the other thing I want to talk to you is that a lot of people experience grief around this time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really hard for people because it, it is a time that often brings up grief. Um, whether you have lost a family member who has been here and is no longer here. Um, I experienced a, a fairly early miscarriage um about 10 years ago that happened the one of the first weekends of December and um so that kind of gets kind of triggered around this time too so you know it's really hard I feel like this is kind of the time of the year that's that's the hardest to deal with that grief because you're trying to push it away like you you because it's the most magical time of the year like you you don't want to be grieve you don't feel like it's appropriate or somehow to grieve you're not supposed to be sad at, you know at this time of the year like you're supposed to be happy you're supposed to be grateful for thanksgiving and then you know kind of bliss blissful at christmas and the lights and the trees and the gifts and all of this stuff so you're not so i think we i know for me i have a tendency to push that grief away which we know is is actually counterproductive you know that those sorts of feelings tend to be like toddlers the more you ignore them the more loud and insistent they get so yeah and we're, we're using it this to we're, we're trying to distract ourselves by yes trying to have these memories right, right. you know so if we're focused on creating memories then we don't and have time our, to be sad. Yeah, if that's our priority, then, you know, yeah, we're trying to not be sad. Well, and one of the things that, like, you, you know, one of your complaints from what I heard is that we get very overscheduled during this time. Yes. Um, With stuff that, well, go ahead. frankly, doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> you don't think tree linings are fun? I mean, going to no. like crowded spaces with well, a whole no, bunch I of people don't. we don't know to watch them turn the lights on. Yeah, a tree. I, I actually don't think it's that fun. But what's especially not fun is like five of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? I was a little bit better this year. I didn't. And then we ended up not even going to most of what I put on the calendar. I put stuff on the calendar so but, that we would have yeah. stuff to do. But so it, it, I, I feel like I need to speak in my defense for just a second <laughs> about sure. how that got started so um the year the year i had the miscarriage um it uh, i i don't even remember that christmas at all i don't remember that holiday season the next holiday season all i remember is that it was very very difficult and it caught me off guard like it was much much more difficult than i anticipated so the th- third year I guess the second the third year the second year after um, 
we I, I experienced that miscarriage I decided that I would plan all the things that's how I was going to survive I was going to have no time to be sad um, because I, I couldn't tolerate the sadness so um, I I mean that was the first year that we were so overscheduled I mean we went to Dollywood and we rode the Christmas train and we went to every tree lighting that anybody did around our city and you know this is before you and I met and um, I yeah I remember that being one of the first years that I was just uh, you know I slid into Christmas morning just completely and utterly exhausted but I at that point I didn't know whether it was the, the over scheduling or if it was the grief so um but that's just kind of been my jam since then you know like okay so I mean I start planning our Christmas schedule in September because you got to get those tickets early you know if you're going to go see the singing Christmas tree you got to get those tickets early and you know stuff like that sells out so you know I start planning also because the anticipation of the grief is really hard for me so focusing on making those plans is is a is a coping strategy but then it gets to be too much so well and then executing all of those right yeah you know and, and being and able to go ahead oh i was just gonna say like you know when 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 it comes to that day that we have something planned um and you know making sure mm -hmm. we get there on time like nothing can go wrong yeah, and there's got to be an outfit. Everybody's got to have the Christmas outfits for the Christmas production. And what do you mean you can't find your sweater? And what do you mean you don't know what to wear? That's the whole reason why we went to Belk three weeks ago to buy the special outfit. And what do you mean you don't want to wear it now? Right. And, you know, it's it's a lot of that. So, And then the other thing that happens, the the pattern I have finally figured out because I have a tendency to end up in a meltdown in my closet on Christmas Eve. Um, I have realized that that is tied to the weeks that I, the years that I don't have my kids. I mean that I don't have two of our kids. So when they're at their, their dads for, cause Christmas morning is kind of Christmas Eve into Christmas morning is kind of the time that I love the most. So the years that I don't have them for that tend to be a little bit harder um, than the others. So, you know, if you're, you know, a, a parent who's sharing custody and, you know, dealing with that, yeah, that, that, can, definitely be another, makes it. that can be another challenge. Yeah. Or if you're, if, you know, you're doing holidays with a co-parent and that can be stressful too, right. you know, so... Um, and then we haven't talked about the gift giving, you know, the, the gift exchange tends to be, can be very stressful for, for people. I mean, I think it's stressful for everybody. Um, it can be really stressful for certain people. Right. So I have a, um, gifts is one of my love languages. So I love it. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I think it's rare to like what my memories of gift exchange uh i feel like was 
you know, it, it was interesting, right? Because I remember when I was young, like I, I just looked forward to getting presents. Right. Um, and, but that, you know, I guess it's just, like you said, it depends on who you are and what's important to you or what your values are. But, uh, you know, that, that did, you would think that that would create significant memories, you know, mm-hmm. but I know for me, it did not. Yeah, no, like I have memories of like, I can't wait for Christmas. I can't wait for Christmas. I can't wait for Christmas. Cause yes. you know, there's going to be gifts. Uh, but I don't remember any of his gifts. Right. I, uh, the only gift I remember is the one that I accidentally snuck and opened the one time that I opened a gift before Christmas mm-hmm. and then repackaged it back up. And I felt so guilty <laughs> that I didn't even enjoy that gift. But right. that's about the only gift that I remember getting as a kid. Yeah. So, and, and it my, really bothered me when I started getting older and watching my younger siblings and like really seeing that emphasis on the materialism, the consumerism, the gift, 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 you know, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. So, yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, at the time, cause I know for my family, like my, my parents, they worked really hard. I mean, they, mm-hmm. you know, and they, we did not have a lot of money, you right. know? And so uh, I know that they, they were stressed every year. Yeah, about that. And they wanted to make sure that we had, you know, everything. And it's so funny that, you know, at the time, that's what I thought. Well, that's what I wanted in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, was was presents and stuff. But, um, you know, they they worked, they struggled so hard to to make that happen. And just mm-hmm. when I look back now, that's the that's the big memory I have. Is them struggling? Is them struggling? You yeah. know, of them. I mean, I mean, I know they they wouldn't have changed it. They they wanted to do that and they enjoyed it. But for some reason, yeah. When I look back, that's the memory I have. Right. You know. Uh. So, you know, my my level of gratitude, uh, just didn't it didn't last. Yeah. You know. Uh. So yeah, it's it's really interesting how that works and, and looking back the memories I had were not the ones that it should have been. Right. You know, yeah. It was, it was other things, but yeah. I had some good ones, but um, yeah. So it's, it's, we put all of this attention and focus and drive into these things. They just don't seem to really bear much fruit. Right. And I will say that one of the things that I do remember from my childhood and, and hol- you know, the winter holidays was, um, I advocated for a change in the way we did gifts. Like I didn't like that free for all, you know, gift wrapping paper flying everywhere. You know, how fast can you open your presents thing? So I advocated for, you know, I come from a big family of three brothers um, that we would each. And the way it worked before was my mom would just buy like a bunch of gifts and then she would bring you into the closet and show you all the stuff and you got to put your name on something for one of your siblings there, there was no attachment to it so we switched it around so that um we didn't have a lot of money either growing up so each kid got five dollars for each other member of the family and um which granted in the 80s in the 90s five dollars went further than it does now but still like it wasn't a lot of money you had to be real creative with what you bought for your siblings and um those are some of the most so there's those are some of the only gifts that i remember other than the one that i opened that i wasn't supposed to but um you know i i held on to some of those gifts for years Mm. 
because they were really meaningful because my brothers had actually picked them out for me. So that's why we do Secret Santa with the older kids um, in our house. So that way they have skin in the game. They get to feel what it's like to give, not only to to get. Right. So, um, and then I made sure that, you know, now you, we would give out gifts one at a time and we do that here because that's my, I insist on that. Mm -hmm. Like, so that way, because if you've put time and effort into buying this gift, you want to see them open it. You don't want it to be like this flurry and like, oh my gosh, I missed them opening my present. So we do it one at a time. Right. Um, so. Yeah, I feel like we've really taken on a less is more type of approach. I feel like year. we plan on that and then it all kind of gets a little bit out of control. But you know what? That's okay. Um, I'm okay with that. As long yeah. as the expectation is yeah. not that it has to be. That's what. The yeah. expectation is the big part of it. Right, yeah, yeah. I don't want these kids thinking, you know, that it's going to be crazy. Because I have talked to quite a few people who they grew up getting really expensive gifts for Christmas. And then when they moved out, you know, say they got married, college, you know, whatever. the first time they were, like, out on their own for Christmas, it was a huge letdown. Because they were not going to get, because Christmas was all about that big expensive extravagant thing and you know they really had to do a lot of work in kind of changing their perception so that is also another one of the things where when I try to do you know stuff because I w I'm trying to take the emphasis off of the gift exchange and put it onto the gingerbread houses and the cookie decorating and the you know we almost always have some sort of a um, hot chocolate bar and this year we threw a party and um, you know I'm that that's part of the drive for doing all the things is to try to move that away but okay so is there any other like why the holidays suck that you want to have we hit all the major um, yeah you know, I, I, I think so I think so too if you we're know. not we'll jump back but so what happened the other day was, you know, you started kind of sharing with me what the experience is like for you, um, what you think the experience may be like for the kids and how my stress level impacts that. And like, even if it is a really cool thing to do, you know, my stress level kind of, um, negatively impacts that um and that was not easy to hear but i appreciate that and that's why we have i appreciate it today i i may not have appreciated it say, in the yeah. morning i don't think you felt appreciated in that moment right um but that's what i love about our relationship because i you know you don't resentment that's that's how resentment flares up so but the more I thought about it, the more I, I, um, you know, was really able to kind of see your point. Um, it's not super fun for me either, um, sometimes. And, it, you know, I was just like, but, but, but there's no other option. Like, this is the way it is. Like, I have to make the magic. I'm the mom. I'm responsible for making the magic. Um, there, there's no other option. And you were like, well, we could just not do it, <laughs> you know? 
And I I think, yeah, I was. And I know, I know you, that wasn't like, at first I was like, what? And then I realized that this was a thought experiment. So to really think about. Yeah. I mean, I at least disguised it that way so I could, you know. Seem really cool and Not sound like such a jerk. Right. (laughs) Well, but I mean, because it kind of started that way. But but seriously, it's like, okay, well, let's just ask ourselves, like, if if we just exempted ourselves from the holidays this year, Mm -hmm. the the most we can. Right. Right. And where it's like, we're we're not going to do gifts. We're not going to participate. Yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah, we're still at work and decorations are going to be around us and all of that stuff, but we're not we're not doing that. Right. Once we get through it, what would we have missed? Like what what right. would we look back on and be like, "Oh man." You know, so for I know for me, I if it was February and so and and this year we had skipped everything, I don't know if I would look back and be like, "You know, we missed that tree lighting." And I didn't get to experience that. Right. You know, now this, this, I'm just talking for myself, but it's like, you know, you do that every year and they don't, they don't ever seem too different. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, or if we, it's not like the tree explodes or anything. Right. (laughs) You know, so just looking back, like what would, what would we miss? So if, and, Mm -hmm. and so we were kind of, Let's just talk about that. What would you miss? What would would I miss? I would miss the opportunity to hunt for that perfect gift. Mm -hmm. I would miss, because um, gifts are are one of my love languages, um, I, I enjoy the challenge of thinking about who is this person. And in fact, I remember asking our 12 year old, what was on her list like what did she want for christmas and she's like actually i like when you do your thing and what she meant by that was what i have tried to teach them about doing their own secret santa that i mean because you can't when you do secret santa you can't just walk up to people and be like what do you want for christmas because then they know so you have to like ask them covert questions you have to actually get to know the people in your family because for me and I think this is one of the things that people don't understand oftentimes if they're not a gifts person is that for most of the people who are their love language is gifts it has nothing to do with how much the gift costs it is not about getting expensive things it is about the fact that you know me on such a level that you know what I like you know what my interests are and when you were not in my presence you saw something that made me made you think of me and you wanted me to have it like that that's where that that comes in so teaching the kids how to do that I love to do that I love to think about my family members and think oh my goodness they would love this Mm -hmm. they've probably not thought of it they've probably not seen it um they they need this in their life okay that's so, that's important so me. that okay so the the part of of doing the 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 thoughtfulness of of giving right right something like that right okay. yeah so what else but it doesn't have to you know it doesn't have to be the oh my gosh okay who has three uh oh, what, three presents for this one so we got to pray three presents for like we've spent this much for this you know that part 
is the part that is really stressful. Right. Um, I would miss having a tree. I love my tree. Um, I love decorating my tree. Um, that is one of the few memories that I have that I really love from my childhood because my mom decorated the tree the way I decorate the tree. Um, she would un- unwrap the ornaments one at a time and give them to us to put on the tree. You know, she sat on the couch, unwrapped all the ornaments and give, give them to us to decorate the tree. And it was like a moment of family oral history. Like, this is the one that you're, you know, Aunt Jane, who's not really your aunt, but is my best friend from college, gave me the year you were born. And, you know, it was like a, it was almost like family oral history through the Christmas tree. And that is something that I, that I deeply, deeply enjoy as I unwrap those. Oh, this is the one that we got the year Jason and I got married and we moved in together. And this is the one, you know, I have ones made for each of their like first Christmases. So, and then we have some with our like family pictures so we can kind of look at how our family's grown over the years. And that's very special to me. Very meaningful. Um, What about you? Um, I think uh, it would be, you know, the very brief, just doesn't have to be all of the time, but I, I do like getting together with, with family. Mm-hmm. Just at least like once, just once. Right. Okay. So, you know, it doesn't have to be days mm-hmm. of it um, or a lot of parties with coworkers, you know, that stuff I could totally do away with. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as far as the, the people that are really important in my life and, and the support. So, you know, so like, you know, my mom. Right. right. So my mom is someone that is, you know, I can't, I can't even, the, the role she plays support wise, you know, for me is vital. Yeah. And I can't even, I can't even imagine what would, what life would be like without it. Like, you know, for childcare and all this, all this kind of work stuff that Mm -hmm. she does. So, and, and, um, so that's day to day, every day, all day. So, you know, this kind of gives us opportunity this is probably why I like Thanksgiving better than Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's because yeah, you do love Thanksgiving. We can we can actually just have an opportunity to to get together, and it's it's not about the uh, you know the childcare or mm-hmm. you know school or uh, you know all of the the work related stuff that you know. I mean, because of course that part's important, but this gives us just like a chance to just be together and just right. You know, because, for instance, your mom, like, we see her multiple, multiple times a week, mm-hmm. but it's in a parking lot when we're sticking a kid in a car. Right. You know, we're going from one car seat to the next car seat, or, you yeah. know, she's dropping kids off and waving, yeah. you know, to make sure they got in the door. Right. Like, we don't often sit down and just, like, Yeah, so I've liked chat. it. Well, I've, uh, and so what I've really liked lately, the last couple of years or a few years is, is we, you know, when we host it, mm-hmm. because I feel like we can do that for, for her and my yeah, brother. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and so they can, they can sort of come over and we can sort of like, you know, provide for, provide something for them. Yes. 
Definitely. Know, I, I like that. that part. You know, I, I like doing the work involved yeah. with that. Like that's meaningful. As opposed to just like, hey, let's just go out to eat. I mean, that would be okay too, but you know, it's mm-hmm. something where I feel like we can really call it provide that service i suppose and then they mm-hmm. can just sort of relax and, and we can just sit there and talk about whatever yeah you know like that catch up on everything that's the biggest thing the gift stuff you know um the, the, yeah i do like the idea that the christmas tree mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing to have you know like we've it seems to stay around a little too long sometimes you know, a lot of Not times the it's the last there. couple of years. I've gotten yeah. that thing down, man. Like putting it away day is after horrible. Christmas is like we are done with the Christmas tree. Yeah, I mean, but but all of that stuff. Like if it didn't, if it, if we skipped a year, mm-hmm. like I I would not just have I would not have you know trauma and right. you know need to seek therapy about it. Like right, I'd be yeah. okay, you know. Um. But I think if we didn't do, if we didn't get to meet with everyone and have you know some sort of get together where we did something, I would miss that. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's interesting because this Thanksgiving, like we did things a little bit different because you and and your brother are on some special diets. Um, your mom's kind of got a special diet she's working with, um, so we didn't have all of. It didn't look. The the same. Yeah, we didn't have this the tradition and i was like no that we cannot do this like and we still ended up having like the stuff that's like i'm a sides girl so like i like um you know stuffing in the mashed potatoes and all that fun stuff so we still got to have that um but we didn't have a big we didn't have a turkey and um so i didn't miss it like, I thought I was going to be like, wait, whoa, we can't do this. Wait, what do you mean you want to have steak and salmon for um, <laughs> for Thanksgiving? And meatloaf. And meatloaf. And it didn't matter. Like, it really just didn't matter. Because we still, we all sat around the table. We talked about what we were thankful for, which, again, is, you know, friends and family. <laughs> just so funny because they know that's the right answer. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, but I think what I'm trying to make a. a to differentiate here is that like it doesn't need to be a season of you know this yeah so maybe we need to do that more just yeah or or even if it's just that once it's it's good you know Mm -hmm. it's that's the thing i'd look forward to um you know but yeah i I, the other thing so we kind of talked about all right let's do that little exercise where it's like all right if we what would we miss if we didn't have it Mm -hmm. but you know the other thing I was thinking too is, you know, what about the rest of the year? Like, so for me, we were talking about this, like I'm more into like, Oh, we got to make memories when it comes to summer. Yeah. We both really like 4th of July. Yeah. Like that's even though it's not because we're super patriotic. No, it's it's just, just, yeah. You know, that, that just seems like something that like, I would be way more let down if we just, you know, sat on the couch through 4th of July. Yeah. You know, uh, then, then Christmas. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Well, and I think this is, okay, so this is where the acceptance and commitment therapy comes in. Cause I really like that. It really got me thinking. So acceptance and commitment therapy is all about, um, psychological flexibility and, you know, it, it, it can get pretty complicated. But um, the thing 
that I think is really relevant right now is really to thinking about values. Like it's really big on values and um, actions, like behavior. And, you know, if you way oversimplify and boil it down, like are your actions aligned with your values? Are your values the values you want to have? You know, right. versus expectation versus expectation. Right. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we're working off of other people's values. Right. And the theory is that the more our actions are in line with our values, the more vitality we'll live life with. Doesn't mean we'll be, you know, happy all the time, but we will feel more connected. We'll feel more. Um, um, we'll feel like life is more worth living. Is that kind of am I explaining that sure well so um and that the more the more our behavior is is in opposition to our values the more um I, I feel like the more um symptoms mental health symptoms we're going to experience the more depression the more anxiety the more um especially depression and I do find that that's that's really um, true for me like a lot of times when I've been in a in when I'm in a deep depression I can trace it back to a place where my behavior began to deviate from my values um, and sometimes that is because I'm not standing up for myself you know I'm not I'm not asking for what I need I'm not prioritizing my needs like you know so it's not just like you know sacrificing or whatever but um, so it really got me thinking about what are my values around the holidays, you know? And what do I want to model? Because one of my values is really around modeling for my children what adult life can look like, both good and bad, you know? Like, it, and in that being authentic with them about some of the challenges in age-appropriate ways, as these older kids have gotten older, I've begun to share more with them kind of that therapeutic self-disclosure that we've talked about before like so that they know because if if they look at us and they're like wow they just you know it just seemed effortless for them then they they could very well feel like they're doing it wrong you know when they get up and they get to be adults and it's not effortless you know so letting them kind of know some of the struggles pulling the curtain back just a little bit um but then also, like, what, if, you know, whose values are, you know, is my behavior in line with my values or is it in line with somebody else's values, you know, around some of the, you know, we've got to make all this magic. Like, what? Life's well, not magic. Well, Why did, I, how did I, where did I, you know? Yeah. And, you know, if we're, if we're using, if we're using holiday activities or behaviors as a way to avoid bad feelings right right yeah. then we're we're you know we're acting out of line with our values and we're, we're mm-hmm. acting to prevent or to try to get away from bad feelings right because right. that's the other key piece of acceptance and commitment with therapy is that acceptance of right. um life and feelings mm-hmm. and yeah, we're, automatic we're 10 thoughts minutes late for and this show and it's okay yeah it happens and I also am, you know my my biggest value right now 
um, is just around authenticity. And because I feel like I've lived my life for a very long time in a very inauthentic way. And I'm just trying to fit in, trying to be what everybody else wanted me to be, um, trying to people please and keep the peace and all that. And um, it was very inauthentic to myself. And so living a life that is authentic is you know, very much counter to living a life that is perfect because I am not perfect. Nobody's right. perfect. So if I am projecting a sense of or trying to be perfect, then that's not in line with my value of authenticity and modeling um, imperfection mm. and, you know, modeling that for my kids and modeling that for myself and other people and so you know now I'm really rethinking how I plan to do the holidays next year and and then also like the things that are important to me like I really do love the things that we do together you know that's that's the other thing like the the holidays give us opportunity I think to do things together Mm -hmm. like we you know tree light there's like just a an endless supply of things to do. Um, so maybe I need to spread that out more mm-hmm. over the rest of the year, you know, instead of jamming everything into a, you know, four, maybe five week period. Right. Um, because like one of the things that I think we did, one of the, my favorite things from this past year was we went to um, our local amusement park Um which is called Carowinds and um, they do the lights, you know, they put lights out all over the whole um, park. It's breathtaking. In my opinion, Um, you just walk around and, you know, you can ride some of the rides, but we usually just walk around and see how beautiful the lights are. And, Oh, look at that display. Look at that display. Um, So maybe finding more things like that, that we can do throughout the year. Instead of just trying to cram everything into um, that, because I do enjoy spending time with these. With these yeah, kids. I mean, what about you know taking that same approach that we have with the gift giving? How it's like, let's just do one thing. Mm-hmm. Just find one thing. Just find one. that would be yeah. Because it's not like these kids don't get anything. They don't care. They get so much stuff. Yeah, and, well, and they, they especially don't, these little boys. Whew. They they never find this stuff as exciting as you hope they will. Yeah, that's true. You know, they it, it never works that way. So it's like let me just. Well, and I also would like the other thing I'd like to do is like I I would like to kind of talk to the kids more about what is meaningful to them and how you know maybe do some love language stuff with them because maybe they're not gifts kit. You know, maybe you know maybe they would rather. You know, I I really think that that our eleven year old would rather you just sit and write with her, right? Than anything you could give her. Like yeah. I I think that would be more meaningful to her. Um, yeah, because I see that the way I see that conversation going is, oh, I don't know, right? Uh-huh. But you know, maybe we take you know, they're getting to that they're getting to that like. Oh, I'm a Pisces, and oh, I'm a this, and oh, I'm a that. So maybe if we, you know, show it like a like a uh, personality test, right. um, we can work on that. But um, 
you know, I think I'm really going to, you know, what am I trying to accomplish here? I, I think this is going to be the work of the next year is what am I trying to accomplish here? I'm trying to accomplish these children feeling seen and feeling important. Um, yeah. Have you ever, have you ever like had a year where you felt like I did it all? No. It, I, goals have been met. No, no. I mean, is it? Is and this there last ever? week, especially because that's when all the last minute gifts come in and you realize you need three more. And now you've got three more to wrap. And when am I going to do that? And where am I going to put them? And I think it was last year that the, the six-year-old found the gifts in the in the closet because I hadn't hidden them well and oh my gosh it's just always a like by Christmas Eve I am just ready for it all to be over and I don't want that that's not that's not what I want so so I think that's really what I'm what I'm going to be doing this next year is like really thinking about because you know i my thing was like oh well i'll talk to the kids and i'll find out what's important to them and then we'll do that and you were like wait but that's not the way this works like you you know we're the parents we're the ones that are setting the tradition i do believe strongly in tradition i believe strongly in tradition i believe strongly in ritual then let's leave them out of it (laughs) right because this is you know we we grew up with family doing what they do and we were part of it right that's a you know tradition right and then when it's our turn we can choose to continue that tradition or not right but leaving it up to the kids bad idea i just think that's a that's a bad idea we can subject them yeah to our thing that is part of living right yeah like yeah so anytime it's like let's see what the kids want uh to do for for the tradition Eh. yeah they don't yeah and i i think part of it's because when you're at that age you don't realize how important it can be right i mean you're not you're not like answers we got right i mean it was it was a lot of shoulder shrugs and vague yeah hanging out together and spending time together and right um yeah so so what about this what if what if you what if we tried to focus on making the, the, the you know, whatever, the holiday year memorable for you? Mm, yeah. Not for them. Yeah. What would that be like? If that were the case, what would you do? Like if it was just, I mean, it's whatever you want it to be memorable and didn't matter. Mm-hmm. What, what would you do? I'd make a big breakfast on Christmas morning. Um, so that way, after all the presents get opened and everything, we can all sit down and I'd probably have something sketch, you know, like playing games or, you know, something like that on Christmas morning. But I do like to make breakfast on Christmas morning and have everybody kind of around the kitchen. And Yeah, so um, would it be more inside stuff or outside stuff? No, it would probably be more inside. I, I think that I would probably schedule one outing that i'd like to do you know maybe tickets to a show or um i really do like you know there's a couple of shows in charlotte that i really like um not the nutcracker the nutcracker is like one of the most boring ballets as a as a former ballet 
um, student, the Nutcracker is like one of the least interesting of the ballets. Um, but, you know, I really have enjoyed the singing Christmas tree when we've done that or, you know, so I, I but I would probably find one thing like it, actually probably just Carowinds. Like I would probably do Winterfest at Carowinds and that would probably be it. Right. Like and maybe like, you know, buy the overpriced hot chocolate and, you know, make that the thing right. versus trying to do 15 different things. If it were up to me, seriously, I, you know, one of my, I have a value that I, that I want to be there, but I don't practice it often, mm-hmm. which is, you know, trying to minimize and reduce mm-hmm. my life more. Yeah. You know, so everyone laughs at this, but Christmas on a coffee table, mm-hmm. you know, like just decorate like something that fits on the coffee table and that's all, mm-hmm. not the entire house, not, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I like that idea. Yeah. I know you shot down my idea about, remember Thanksgiving, miniature Thanksgiving? The miniature Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. For like the size adorable. of, you know, action figures, like a little yeah. table with a little tiny turkey and mm-hmm. I thought that was a great idea. But yeah, where you're going to find like, dime-sized turkeys i have no idea i don't know but that would be really neat yeah everyone sits around it which is kind of hilarious because our house kind of looks like i mean we have christmas decorations in the bathroom this year because that's where i'm at i'm the opposite i'm like christmas threw up all over right house but um but yeah i see what you're saying i think you know, really going back to like what I, I want my children to have some sort of tradition to kind of mark the year. Um, you know, maybe it's more of a Yule, you know, baking bread kind of welcoming the solstice, you know, the um, the solstice kind of thing. You know, maybe mm-hmm. thinking about something like that. And, um, you know, I've heard. I've, I've seen traditions where you like everybody takes a turn kneading the bread and they need their intentions in for the new year and you know stuff like that so maybe that's maybe we'll get a more away from the kind of American Christmas celebration next year yeah we should um, have a Christmas tree that's like six inches tall mm, where's all my ornaments table. gonna go I have to have we'll my get ornaments. little tiny ornaments I'm going to get tiny ornaments. Microscopic ones. You can do that at your office. Right. It'll be great. I'll even get you one. <laughs> get you a tree. But, um, so, yeah, I think just, like, giving, I guess what I wanted to do with this podcast was, like, just, first of all, normalize what I think most of us are feeling. Um, validate that you're not the only one that's feeling like that. If this is not the most magical time of the year, the most wonderful time of the year, you're not alone. We're all kind of feeling that. And we're all kind of pretending we don't feel that, you know? So then that makes everybody feel like they're alone because everybody else looks like they're having, you know, just the most awesome time. And then really giving people permission to decide what's what what's right for them, what works for them, what works for your family, 
you know, does your family like the traditional spread? If not, do something else. Right. You know, if, um, you know, if, if this is not really meaningful to you, then don't do it. You know, don't put yourself in debt to, to do this, you know, um, you know, is putting yourself in debt in line, in line with your values? No. Is, no. But um, did we do it? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, and maybe we won't next year. You know, if we really do this work during the year and we really decide, like, what are our values and what do we want to teach these kids? You know, do we want to teach these kids that, like, you know, there's, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying the Santa's bad and, you know, but, and, you know, I, I have a few issues. We've never been like huge Santa people at our houses. Just like, it's just not been, I mean, we've talked about Santa. We go see our pepper pictures taken with Santa and stuff like that. But like, because I don't, you know, I, I do have some challenges with that, you know, when, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's hard when Santa brings really expensive toys to the families with more resources and less expensive toys to the families with fewer resources. You know, how does, how do you explain that? Um, you know, I think there's some, some challenges. So like, what are your values? Are you living your values in the things that you're doing or are you living somebody else's values or expectations um, for all of that? So, and then the last thing before we wrap up is I really did want to mention like, seasonal affect disorder you know we're kind of talking about like that increased stress that we all experience um if you're but we're all still able to function like we're not function optimally (laughs) we're not necessarily functioning really well but you know we're all still getting up um you know if you're if if your symptoms are impacting your daily functioning during this time, um, making it hard to eat, eating too much, eating too little, sleeping too much, sleeping too little. Um, you know, if it's impacting your ability to go to work, if it's impacting your ability to, to connect with the people who are important in your life, it's, if it's making it hard to connect with your values, then it might be time to see somebody. And talk to them about what else you know warning signs that you would see for somebody who really needs to um you know maybe not just think about their values but like maybe reach out for help yeah i mean that well that's always the you know if it gets in the way of, of functionality mm-hmm. so but going to work yeah and and um, getting in the way of functionality does not mean that you get you know that you skip work but mm-hmm. you know, it takes away from your ability to to stay. You know, I don't want to say it's your best, but uh, like it, you you're just overwhelmed by like right, right, right thoughts and feelings and worry mm-hmm. and uh, you know that sort of thing. I mean, those those are not necessarily bad feelings that can tell us that we're doing too much. Right? Yeah, and, then, and I think we sort of ignore them, and then we. And, and oftentimes having somebody on the outside who can help us navigate that and, you know, ask us those, those tough questions Mm -hmm. that we might not have thought about, um, 
you know, really challenge us to think about the things that are important to us. You know, right. that's what that's what a good therapist should do. They should be asking more questions than they have answers, in my opinion. They should be asking I pay I pay my therapist to ask me really good questions. Right. <laughs> that's what I do. So so feel free to reach out. Everybody um have a happy, happy holidays. Get some rest, if at all possible. Yep. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Right. Bye. Bye.